Public Radio's LossesTAVShow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to The Starting Block for another week. You've got myself, Greeno, and I'm joined by a man who's late for once with an actual legitimate reason for being late. My co-captain, Damo. What are we, sir? Very good, Greeno. Fuck you. I've always got a legitimate reason. You know, I was out having a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. I was getting high. I was drinking. You, you know, I forgot. Yeah. Um, the gear wasn't working. You know, there's always a yeah. legitimate reason. I mean, give me some credit, mate. Yeah. Christ. Uh, I'm a professional, Greeno. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking professional out here. Doing the hard yards. Well, anyway, there's a difference between reasons and excuses. I mm. think the, the ones you just listed, excuses, no. the reason that uh, your we'll lateness today we'll was a reason. Decide, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's open the show with a little story time. Anyway. I like stories about pinatas. The reason we were late to start today is because today was my wife's best friend's 40th birthday, Greeno. So happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday, B. You know her well. The lovely bee. So she's 40. She's got a second on the way, Greener. Uh, little little two-year-old running around and a second on the way. And chaos. Yeah, fucking chaos, mate. I did ask and her. Um, I said, how, how do you think you're going to go? You know, because now you've got the little two-year-old and, you know, two-year-old mm-hmm. doing what a two-year-old does and she's in everything and running around and going nuts. I said, how do you think you're going to go when you've got her and then you've got like another little one, like a little baby one? She's like, hey, I don't know. I think it'll be all right. I'm like, yeah, but don't, aren't you concerned? My concern is that you're going from, you know, two on one to one on one. You know, that's yeah, the problem. Man on man defense, yeah. They'll expose your weaknesses, you know. Yeah. Like you can always team up and, you know, you mm-hmm. can corral and, you know, tag someone in. It's like a tag team match where you're only playing against one guy, mm-hmm. you know, because the other guy's been hit over the head with a chair or something. He's out. He's yeah. done. Forget about him. So, he's slept in three days. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, You've always got that problem, don't you? It's like, well, mm. now now what the hell do we do? Now the new, we don't have the numerical advantage anymore, Greeno. Yeah. So that's a problem. So we're at the lovely bee's birthday. But the reason that I wanted to kick off the show with a story time for you was because earlier in the week, we were discussing how wonderful it is that the Formula One was on at such a time because it was mm. being done in the middle of the night in the United States, in Las Vegas, Greeno. Yeah. Um, that it's like prime time over here. So it's like, yeah, like three know, in the afternoon. Three in the afternoon. Perfect. Yeah, perfect time. Now, I would have been watching this, except that I had to be on a Teams meeting for work between mm-hmm. 3.30 and 4.30 in the car yeah. on the way to the 40th birthday. Yeah. So I, I couldn't even enjoy like radio version of Formula One. Mm-hmm. I had to be there talking about, you know, fucking profit margins and shit. Yeah. It was God awful. And I was like, God, yeah. this is the first practice session. I can't believe I'm missing the first practice session of the Las Vegas Grand Prix. You know, I could have had it on in the background. I could have been enjoying the Formula One and just doing my work. But instead, some asshole has called a fucking meeting on a Friday afternoon. What yeah. the fuck is going on? So we're in the car. I'm in the meeting. We're on our way to our 40th birthday. It's chaos, basically. It's chaos. And I get to uh, the birthday. Now, we're waiting for the birthday girl to arrive. Uh, Surprise party or just late? Not a kind of a surprise party. Not the kind of surprise party where you'd want to spring it on someone who's seven months pregnant, you know. Yeah, very good call. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Nice, 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 Gary. Up that heart, right? Yeah. You don't you don't want to have an accident, you know, on the staircase yeah. in on the way into the house. So you don't want to share a birthday. No, definitely not. Yeah. So it was just family and us, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, it was a quiet little gathering, and we were just waiting for her to come home and be like, "Hey, hey, 
you know, happy birthday, have some dinner, you know. Yeah. You can't drink, obviously, but the rest of us will. So, mm-hmm. so uh, before she arrived, I got in and her fella put on, he's a, he's a great guy, he put on uh, the Formula One. And yeah, I, it oh, was, well, you thought it was going to be the F1. Well, he's a big sports guy, so I knew something would be on. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically he had, like, when I walked in on Foxtel, they had that screen where it's like the HD channel and it's like, your your live event has not started, and they were showing Formula One like images, like still images, yeah. and I must have been watching it for like ten minutes, just, just drop, dropping hints, you know, like because hey, yeah. you can't pick up another man's remote. That's akin to no, 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 touching another remote. man's yeah. tongs on a barbecue. You know, yeah. you never do that. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's it. So I'm looking at it, and I'm kind of looking at him, and I'm like, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, hey, can we, you know? And so he flicks it over and, you you know, when you flick it on Foxtel, you can see like how long are the programs left. And there's only like five minutes left and they're showing a garage. And I'm like, oh, did I miss the practice? And he's like, oh, no, 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 You didn't miss the practice. I'm like, what do you mean? We did. You missed eight minutes of the practice. <laughs> you missed eight minutes of the practice. Yeah. He goes on to tell me that he goes, no, no, you must have been in the car when this was going on. I'm like, yeah, of course I was. I couldn't wait to see what happened. I said, I'm going to watch the replay tonight. And he goes, no, you're not. I said, yeah, no, no, that's my plan. I'm going to go home and I'm going to watch the practice replay of Formula One. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 you're not. I'm like, what do you mean I'm not? I'm, that's what I'm doing. And he's like, no, no, you're not because it didn't happen. I'm like, yeah. what do you mean it didn't happen? <laughs> right? It was like a fucking Abbott Costello bit. You know? Well, yeah, who's on first? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I'm, and I'm like, what do you mean it didn't happen? And he's like, no, no, no. They did two laps and then there was there were like little manhole covers that were getting sucked up by the drag of the cars mm-hmm. and ruining the cars. They wrecked two yeah. cars. I'm like, what do you mean they wrecked two cars? He's like, no, no, no I'm telling you. The, so the cars at this new Las Vegas circuit that we were all excited about that was going to happen, you know, because of the time difference and, you know, hey, new course, new street course, Greeno, you know, it's good stuff, yeah. isn't it? New street circuit. We love street circuits in this part of the world. Street circuits are good. I didn't yeah. know. I wasn't. I didn't like the idea of it being in Vegas in general, though. It seemed like it was really just kind of thro- like shoveling the uh, F1 down the American's throat on the mm. back of the success of Drive to Survive. Drive to like Survive. this is, it was literally like the Netflix Grand Prix. This is the Netflix Grand Prix, and I was yeah. all for it because yeah. they're doing it in the middle of the night. So it was like two yeah, o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. That was the only reason I was happy about. Yeah, fuck the Seppos, Greeno. <laughs> yeah. We get one in prime time for a change, you know. Yeah. So it was a fuck them, you know. Yeah, you can do it. But, hey, let's be reasonable here at, you know, what, 11, 12 o'clock at night. All of Las Vegas is still fucking awake. And Las Vegas doesn't wake up till 2 in the afternoon, you know. Well, no, it was it was 9 p.m. in Vegas, I think, yeah. when the, the practice. Practice. But when is the race starting? Like 11 o'clock at night or something? Uh, yeah, I think it's about 10 o'clock at night. But once again, it's also about temperature as well. Because, like, Vegas, they're in the middle of the fucking desert. Yeah, so, so even it's, though it's fucking winter, cold in the middle of winter in the desert, though. That's yeah. The thing. So it's, it's interesting they've chosen to do it when they have, but... Mm. Yeah. what they've decided to do. But the circus that was the, the track. Well, I mean, the, the reason that they've chosen to do it, it's got nothing to do with the temperature. Don't fall for any of that propaganda bullshit. The reason that they're doing it in the middle of the night is because when you think of Las Vegas, you don't think of Las Vegas at fucking two o'clock in the afternoon, in Greener. Yeah. You think of Las Vegas at night with all of the light shows going and the fucking laser lights going off mm-hmm. in the air and the fountains that, which are backlit and all the fucking hotels and stuff that they're going to be driving past. You know, that's what you think yeah. of when you think of Las Vegas. So I appreciate the fact, yeah, we'll do it at 11 o'clock at night because this town is not asleep at 11. This town's just getting warmed up at 11 o'clock mm-hmm. at night, you know? Yeah. So, you know, fair enough. 
And but apparently, so there's these little drain covers, right? This they, I haven't seen it. I I need to look this up on it. Surely someone's posted a video on Twitter of this shit. I'm, yeah, I'm it's, going, in, it's in the chat. Is it where where is it in the chat? Is it really uh, the B E uh oh. Indy Day Troy and, oh, and me chat. I need to see the video. I need to see, I haven't seen a video yet. Is this yeah. you? Practice two will commence. Nah, go up about four messages. Okay, the nine second one. We're gonna need more than nine seconds. Uh, the fourteen second one. Okay, four, um, fourteen isn't two, gonna do two up. Do yeah, two up. Fourteen's not good enough either. That's uh, the, the video from the Bellagio. Okay. All right. Well, okay. This might have to do. I want more than 14 seconds, though. Just put that No, this, this gives you the best look. Because have a look. What happened? Oh, no. That's not the best look. I want to see the onboard. No, no. The, the onboard, all you see is like he's going over a speed bump and you don't see anything behind it. This shows how, <laughs> how much it fucked up the car. Welcome to, welcome to Las Vegas. And so that fucked up three cars. So <laughs> three cars, was it? They ruined three cars. Well, two, two or three cars. Uh, so hang on, I haven't, got, I haven't got through the description yet. So the way it was described yeah. to me was that there's these little like drain covers in the streets there. They're not manhole covers because they're smaller than that. They're like the size of if you got your two hands together and made a circle. Well, scroll, go, go like back that. in the DM, scroll, go around to the next one, yeah. and that shows a picture of it. Oh, okay. Fair enough. All right. Um, so I got told that the, these tiny little things, and what they did was they welded these things to the ground because obviously, concrete. well, obviously, you know, Formula One cars, you know, I don't know how, you know, au fait you are with uh, aerodynamics, but what Formula One cars do is basically they stick to the ground because... They're sucking up the ground. Because they're sucking up what's under the air underneath it and then forcing like the car, the car down, you know? Yeah. Basically, if you if you took all the aero on a Formula One car and, and turned it upside down, it, the thing would take off like a plane, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Formula One cars have so much aerodynamics that you could, you could logically drive them upside down on a roof and it would stick yeah. to the roof, right? So... It's got a lot of um, pressure keeping it planted wherever it is. Mm-hmm. And so basically these cars were driving over these little manhole covers or whatever the fuck they were, and they're sucking up so much air that the thing was coming out of the ground and smashing through the car yep. <laughs> and destroying the Destroying car. car. <laughs> nice, but the, the the beautiful part of this was I'm I'm hearing this and I'm like that's fucking crazy how could they not think of that and he's like he's going no 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 they welded the thing to like the rest of the piece but the whole the whole piece came out the of the piece ground. came up yeah it's not what even just to cover you know it, like this obviously isn't the the only place that has manhole covers there's other street tracks that have them but what they do yeah they concrete them down yeah so they concrete over them. Yeah, which right. is what they didn't bother doing. Now there was a bloke, the nine second clip you were referring to. Mm. There was a bloke who called out before the practice even started, like a couple of days ago. Really? Gone. Hey, look, they haven't really done anything with these manhole covers. I wonder if that's going to cause any issues. Oh, <laughs> now I need to see this clip. All right, let's have a look. Yeah. Let's have a look at this fella, Hunty Sleppy, whoever the fuck he is. Hunter Sleppy should be the next celebrity on the Formula One Twitter circuit, ladies and gentlemen. Let's have a look at him, Hunter Sleppy. Let's have a look. Behind me, I can see some manhole covers here. On other tracks, they weld those down, but I wonder whether that will actually be on the track come Thursday for the first session. Oh. <laughs> nice, Gary. <laughs> they caught it. 
That's a fucking that's a that's a Nostra Nostra Hunter there. Nostra Sleppy there, Greener. Nostra Sleppy, that one. Uh so he called it. But the beautiful now, the beautiful thing here is, right? Now so I'm I missed the whole practice session and like I was gonna come home and watch the practice session and clearly yep. there was no practice session because cars were being fucking destroyed by manhole covers that were getting sucked up from the aerodynamics. This is fucking ridiculous, man. Yeah. Now, okay, so there was like an hour break and then we were still at the party and, you know, we're having a drink and having some nibblies and there was some homemade pizza getting flown around and we're all having a chit-chat and the little baby booger bumper baby's charming everyone like she does, you know, walking around doing the things that she does and, oh, isn't she gorgeous? And Yeah, yeah, she's gorgeous. And then a replay of the um, American Las Vegas Grand Prix opening ceremony came on, yeah. Greeno. Now, yeah. <laughs> nice, Gary. There's no racing to show, so oh, let's, now all let's of go a back sudden, to the ceremony. Yeah, so all of a sudden, now, now you don't know this, but a couple of days ago, someone in one of my sim racing groups had mentioned that he just watched the opening ceremony of the F1 Grand Prix in Las mm. Vegas, and he couldn't wait for the race. And I, and I thought to myself, I've never seen a Formula One opening ceremony before. I didn't know, yeah. even know that was a thing, but now yeah. it is, apparently. And, and so I'm watching the replay, and we've got 30 Seconds to Mars was on there, Jared Leto's band, and we've got a whole bunch of Americans. Keith yeah. Urban did a, did yeah, a couple Kylie, of yeah, songs. Kylie Minogue up there. Kylie Minogue was doing a show or two. Yeah. And I'm, I'm now almost in tears laughing just watching this opening ceremony because you have to remember I haven't I've watched it backwards so I've seen the yeah. fuck up I've I've heard the fuck up of the practice you've gone the mess yeah you've seen the mess then you've seen, seen the opening ceremony yeah. and I turned to B's fella and I said isn't this so fucking typically American and he's like what do you mean and I'm yeah. like well look they probably put more effort into the opening they probably put more effort into Keith Urban's choreography of his opening ceremony show than they did yeah. the fucking track the races well, supposed well, to I, be I ironically I, I was similar I missed it all and then remember it was on so I would have put it on and I'm like why is it finished this is weird it, like, why is it over what, already like, I'm meant to be in like the, the meat of the F1 practice here I was looking forward to this and then went back went back to the start of the coverage I'm like surely I've got to see what happened so I went back to the start and I caught the first like 10 minutes of the overall broadcast where they were like, yeah, the, uh, the FIA has just inspected the track. They've given it the all clear. Uh, <laughs> there, there were a few concerns about barriers, but that, that's all been squared away. So we're, we're chipped up and looking forward to a big session ahead. So the FIA had actually gone inspected all the track, failed to identify the very dangerous manhole covers that weren't actually concreted or welded down. Uh, so well done there to the FIA. They're like, well, even if they did notice, well, they probably did notice. And they're like, well, if we don't, if we don't mention anything, like we can't get this bad boy underway, so we need to get moving. We've already had Keith Urban play. We can't get Keith back out. Um, <laughs> can, we, can we get Kylie back out for another stint? It's Kylie, like, no, no, yeah. she's nearly sixty now. Um, Kylie's Kylie doesn't have that much stamina these days. Yeah, she's still, she still looks fit. tidy. We'll yeah, give her she's that. Very tight. Is yeah. is Kylie? You know, a question off the cuff here, Grant. Nice, is Kylie the fittest over fifty year old that you've ever seen? Close to it. Uh, yeah, not far off. I reckon it's not between her off. and Sophia Vergara, Greeno. Now, nah, Salma Hayek, I'd put top Selma of the list. Salma Hayek's up there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Nice, um, true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about J-Lo, Greeno? J-Lo's definitely up there. Yeah, I'd have her ahead of Kylie as well. Kylie's up there's, there. There's some, yeah. there's some over 50 fitness. Yeah. Uh, Plus there 50 are fitness. These people are also millionaires and, and spend all their time with personal trainers. That's so. true. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have, a look. Let's have a look at this. 
Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, is the track ready? Or <laughs> I've I've been watching like uh, <laughs> what is this crap? I don't know. What is this crap? I've recently been uh, binge watching the old series Thirty Rock. I'd never, I, I'd seen it before, but because I hadn't, like, I'd only seen sporadic episodes. Yeah. I didn't find it amusing. Yeah. But I went back and watched it from the start and realized, like, okay, the genius the, of Tina. It's Faye. actually, yeah, yeah, it's actually really, really good. Tina Fey, um, one of the few uh, females on planet Earth who's actually genuinely funny. I think hysterical. Like, not really many of them. Written, yeah, <laughs> but that guy there reminds me of the character. I'm like, that seems like a piss take. That's like Tracy. That's Jordan. Tracy Morgan. Yeah. yeah. Um, Whoever yeah, the fuck then, he is. Yeah. Look, we're introducing yeah, drivers here, Greener. You got drivers. They're coming up in floats now. You need to go to the red one. Yeah. When they get to that, because I just want to see see something. The the reaction of Max to this. Okay. I don't think Max would be into this. Was it on the show last week where we discussed that your newfound kind of not love for Max, but definitely no, you've come around I, a little I've bit. Come around, and, and I came around a little bit more yeah. uh, earlier today because, because he's he's more of a Kimmy than you realize, Greeno. You know, yeah, he's like, he's I, 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 this is bullshit. Like, I'm not doing this yeah. shit. You know, <laughs> like these guys aren't just standing on a podium; they're getting like aero lifted up. Now, see, look at Lewis. Now, he Lewis, loves it. he loves the attention. He, and Lewis George, has been wearing a different, uh, different, a different tag Hoyer watch every day. No, no, no. He's been wearing different outfits as he strandles around the, the backstage areas. <laughs> Lewis is such a I saw, I saw four different Lewis outfits today. He's the only I guy. He's the only guy I know, uh, other than my former roommate, who we won't mention his name because he'd mm. be terribly embarrassed if, if everybody knew this. But my former roommate, who I lived with for about a year. Who got? He used to shower like four times a day and change and get changed in yeah. different clothes. Like we'd go out for the night because we lived across the road from the club, and everyone go, "Where is he?" And you know, he's gone home and he got changed, had a shower, and come back out again. Like, what are you doing, yeah. mate? You don't need to get changed three times a night. He would ah. get changed three times a night because we would go to karaoke and stuff across the road. And mm-hmm. he'd be like, all right, my song's coming up in probably 20 minutes. I'll be right back. And he'd race home, have a shower and get yeah, changed, put on a new yeah. outfit and come back yeah. out again. I'm going to get dressed for the performance. Get dressed for the performance. Yeah. <laughs> so he's the new Lewis Hamilton. Now, I think yeah. George Russell is just taking it all in because I quite like George Russell. I think I think I like him. I'm, I'm, I'm still torn. I like him and then he does things that kind of annoy me and then he comes yeah. across a bit of a crap. He's kind of like that. he's kind of like the British. Like he's kind of like the British Takuma Sato, but I've heard an interview with him where he was talking about like I think he has daddy issues. <laughs> honestly, no, de- honestly. So what was happening was like, so did you know George uh, Russell has an older brother who's like eight years older than him who was like a really good kart racer? Okay. Yep. Okay. Have you heard that before? No, I haven't. No. Okay. So George Russell's older brother was like a super kart racer, but he started like when he was 12. So he was already like, this is how crazy Formula One is. He was already too old to be a Formula One driver because he started kart racing when he was 12, right? Yeah. You have to start when you're like six, you know, or five. And then then maybe you've got a chance. Like that's how ridiculous it is. So um, George, I've heard George Russell like in this interview talk about like, and so his brother was like a super talented driver and, Started car racing when he was 12. But then when he went to uni, he cared more about, you know, we've all been down this road. Well, I have anyway. 
you have these talents and you just burn them up because it's like, well, yeah. he cared more about getting getting high and partying and girls, you know, <laughs> all that kind of shit, getting drunk and you know, that kind of stuff. So he didn't care so much about his karting career anymore. And so George being eight years younger, right, what happened was dad, his dad invested so much into his older brother's karting career. Like I'm wasting all this effort. Yeah. So when George came around, George used to say, George said his reward for winning a race was having KFC yeah. on the way home after a race. And if he didn't win the race, his dad wouldn't talk to him for like a week. Yeah, that's concerning. Like he'd be so fucking disappointed in him. <laughs> so Yeah, so I, I feel like a lot of like George has like a real kind of like I'm fucking doing it kind of thing. But he's also yeah. but he's also a team man as well, which I yeah, really does, yeah. I respect the hell out of. I really like yeah. a good team guy. I really dislike um the Schumachers, the the Lewis Hamiltons of the world who don't Verstappen's. No, no, Verstappen no, Verstappen's just a fucking king. Like he doesn't have to be the team. You don't have to play the team game. You have to be the team man when you're out in front by forty eight seconds. Exactly, right? Yeah. But um it's like Vettel, for example, was not a good team guy. And that's probably... Well, actually, no, Verstappen's not a good team man either because last year, second last race of the year, yeah. they asked him to let Checo get past so he could secure a second in the championship and he refused to do it. And then Checo ended up like losing the final race and uh, got third in the championship. So yeah, but the, the, team, uh, yeah, but, yeah, but it's not like... Yeah, I, He's not I, a team man yeah, at all. No, I can, <laughs> yeah, no, I can see that. Fair enough. Uh, no, that's a fair point. Um, but you know, it's I don't I still don't think he's in the same realm of like Lewis and uh, Schumacher and you know like Nico Rosberg is a an, for me Nico Rosberg is an eternal douchebag. He's one of the douchiest douchebags who ever douched Greener. Except for the year he beat but Lewis. But he still beat Lewis Hamilton that yeah. one year. And then he retired the next year, did he? Next year Lewis up. could never get yes. for the title. <laughs> That was, yeah. That's it classic. Was, that's gold, that's I reckon. He retired when he was like in his prime and he's like, no, nope, I yeah. beat Lewis. That's good enough I for me. Lewis got the title. <laughs> that. Good on him. Yeah. So I, I like George Russell, but he's got a lot of baggage. Now, so Lewis, Lewis is a big fucking celebrity in the United States, Greeno, because he does. Because he was uh, banging the Puskett doll. Yeah, he was banging the Pussycat doll and he does a lot of kind of, uh, you know, woke Bad stuff. Yeah, whereas George is more your quintessential kind of British boy, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He's very polite. Did you, in, incidentally, do you know how George Russell got his drive with Mercedes? Do you know that story? I think George Russell is like a fascinating person. Uh, when he was 16, when he was 16, George Russell, I don't know if you know this story or not. He was he was driving with like a Formula Three team or something. Okay, so he's been through the stage of Dad won't talk to me and I'm not getting KFC for a week. He's been through mm-hmm. that, and he's been yeah. He's now in like this semi professional kind of Formula Three team, and he just so happened to come across by someone else. Like it's so funny the way opportunity works in life. Someone else in the team had Toto Wolf's email address. Right. Oh, you know, I remember you did tell me this story. Yeah, I think we saw it on the show like a couple of weeks ago. No, I don't think I did. I don't think I told you a story about Toto Wolf's email address. Did I? Maybe I. I could have done. Yeah. So he, he, he took a punt, and he was like sixteen or something crazy, and he thought to himself, "All right, they've just won the world championship. I'm just going to send him an email." And he sent. He literally sent Toto Wolf an email. Yeah, I did tell this. 
He sent Toto Wolf an email and said, hi, my name's George Russell. I race in yeah. the British Formula 3 and I'd love to sit down with you and talk with you one day. And within five minutes, Toto Wolf replied to him and said, okay, here's my PA's, you know, the PA yeah. was in copy and we'll meet. And he talked to him in January, you know, yeah. like a month later. And that's, that's, he just took the opportunity. Like I, I love stories like that. He's just, he had a little opening and it, the way George talks about it was he's like, you know, you have to like, it was just luck. So much of this is luck. If, mm. if they didn't win the championship that year and I emailed him, he wouldn't have read it because he exactly, would have been yeah. pissed off about the championship. But it just so happened at that exact moment, the right time. they won yeah. the championship and he's looking through his emails. They're basically on vacation. He's probably cleaning up his inbox. And then this new one comes in and he just so happened to be looking through his emails when it came in and he saw it and he replied to me. And that's the, yeah. that's the fucking story. The rest is history. Like, it is fucking nuts how, you know, the universe works sometimes. Sooner, well, speaking about, sooner speaking or about later, that. Lewis is going to have to retire, right? He's, what is he now, 38? Yeah, he's there, thereabouts. Okay, now, I think Fernando Alonso is an outlier. I think, I don't think everyone can be Fernando Alonso. I do think Lewis is supremely fit, um, and, a, like, he's an athlete, but I don't think he's got Fernando Alonso longevity in him. I don't. Because I think Fernando is crazy. I think. Well, he's still racing. He's still at the front of the grid. Well, I, I can see Lewis continue racing till the what, end of for time. Another four really? or five years. Easy. I think Lewis will. He's get, going to finish second in the championship. I think Lewis will get more opportunities racing in sports cars or something, or doing NASCAR or IndyCar or something, and getting big American endorsements and fucking more pussycat dolls or something, and he'll take that. Mm, you know maybe. what I mean? Maybe yeah, that's what I think. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure Lewis is going to stick around in Formula One forever. I don't. I don't think he'll be there as long as Fernando will. Um, I think Fernando will still be in Formula One when he's 50, to be honest with you. Yeah, just keep kicking on. Genuinely. But at some point, Lewis is going to retire, and then George Russell will be the guy. And when George Russell becomes the guy, then I think George Russell could easily get three, four, five championships himself because I think he's yeah, a oh, he's got the out now talent. Just yeah. needs the right car. So yeah, but he's hey. aggro as well. That's the thing. If he do, if he's not winning, he puts it in the fucking wall. And I think yeah. that comes from the fact that he's worried that if he doesn't win, he won't get KFC on the way home because of the yeah, way his dad KFC. treated him. Right. No, no, just has like the uh, the bucket just around the pit wall. George, you can have KFC whenever you want, mate. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> you got millions. It's not a problem. Come on in. Yeah. Um, free practice two is underway, by the way. They uh, rescheduled it to 2 a.m. in the morning. Oh. Uh, so I'm sure the drivers are loving that. <laughs> is it, is it happening now, is it? Right yeah, now. it's happening now. There's no crowd because all the crowd's left because it's fucking 2 in the morning. Really? Uh, I thought they'd be up at 2 in the morning. It's Las Vegas. Bunch of fags. Come on. Anyway. What are yeah, you doing? There's no one there. So they've made him go back out at 2 in the morning. Uh, I haven't seen any crashes yet. But he's the biggest dick move of them all. Let's give F1 a dick move. Yep. You dick. If, if all that wasn't uh, enough of a shambles that's happened today, Carlos Sainz has been given a 10-price grid penalty what? because that manhole cover fucked up his engine, so he's had to replace the engine, but he's already no. used up his engine allocation. No. So they've given him a 10-price grid no. penalty. No. Dick. No, yeah. they can't do that. They, they did. can't do that. They did. They just did it. They can't. That is, mm -hmm. I. Carlos Science is so harshly treated sometimes. That, it's. I swear, like they, they went in there, like, how can you penalise us for this? It wasn't our fault. They, Ooh, they still gave it to him. Wow. So, that big is, move there to F one uh, to go with all the other big moves. Ridiculous. Oh my god. 
Oh. Uh, do, you actually, do you remember when Carlos Science there was one race there where it finished under safety car because of the rain and Carlos Science got like a 10 second penalty or something. Do you remember the one? Um, yeah, yeah, he got yeah. a 10 second penalty and it was kind of 50 50 whether he deserved the penalty in the first place, but that's immaterial. But the race was finishing up under safety car. So, so a 10 second like penalty will take him, yeah, takes him from third to last because they're all going to be there yeah. under the safety car. They, they, they can't mm-hmm. race, you know? Yeah. And he's on the radio going, you can't let them do this. This is so, yeah. um, this is so unjust. This is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And they're like, sorry, Carlos, there's nothing we can do. So of course, you know, he comes across the line in, you know, fourth, but he's got a 10 second penalty and, Every other asshole in the field finishes within ten it's seconds just, of it. Yeah, they were telling the people finishing like eighteen or twentieth, you need to be right up the arse of the other guy because science is going ten seconds. Exactly. So everyone gets bumped up one place, and poor old Carlos yeah. goes from fourth to last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, again, the the actual penalty that he got was kind of like it wasn't even that bad. Like it was fifty fifty. No, nah, it was it was just cutting the corners or something. Like yeah, yeah uh, something limit. Yeah, just, just the way it worked out, you know. <laughs> he just ends up like it finishes on the safety car. This isn't fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, to the, the point I was raising before, uh, my respect for Max the, the bit today. Yeah, can so, we say – wait, we haven't seen Max well, yet. Pardon me, I just sorry. Want to get to Max, but he'll be next, so just – I just want to see him oh, come this up. this is Max. Okay, let's have yeah, a look right. at Max in, this, in, Max. The, in the opening ceremony here. The opening ceremony. <laughs> So they get him to go up in the the airlift. There's Max. Now he, he does said, not want to be there, does he? He said uh, they asked him like, "Oh, Max, you know they're going to do the free race press and shit." And like, Max, are you excited about this? He's like, no, it's, this, is, this is a massive joke. Like, it's ninety nine percent show, ninety nine percent show, one percent sporting event. Oh, scary. I mean, he's but not then, wrong. He's not but then wrong. Red Bull had to come out and be like, "Oh, like th- this is kind of a bad look. You've got to go criticizing the like, you you." World champions criticizing the event, and Christian Warner, to his credit, said, "Well, like Max you know, say Max, what he wants. Yeah. you know, Max, like he, like he hates all the bullshit other than the driving. Mm-hmm. So, like this, this weekend, it's more of everything else than any other event anywhere else. He just wants to drive the car. He yeah. goes, unfortunately, that's part of the job. But Max hates that bit. Yeah. But <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, he can't drive the car because you guys didn't weld the fucking manholes well, down yeah, enough. Yeah. Like, Red Bull didn't do it. They don't want their car fucked up either. But yeah, yeah. so that's the F1 circus that is. Let's see if this uh, free practice two gets underway. It really is a circus, isn't it? And this is why we love Formula. It's the drama and the fucking Hollywood of it. But Formula One Hollywood, like you can't. The Americans, man, I know. I, look, I love you, America. You know I love you. But there are some things that you, if you could just pull it back a little bit, you know. like now, Too much. See, like formula, one of it. Now, look, Australians aren't Europeans, granted, and neither are Americans. But Formula One is – it's a European sport. Let's be honest here. It's a European thing. I know they go to fucking – Japan and Asia and the Middle East these days, but it's a Europe. It's always it's European in its fucking spirit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, that European nature is it's a very understated nature. Now they call Formula One like the fucking you know the big show and the circus and stuff because in Europe they have like more cameras and you know. More girls on the grid and, you know, Kimi Raikkonen drinking champagne in his boat with bikini models and stuff. But that when, 
you take something that's already got like a European reputation of being like the big show and take it to America and try and make it bigger. It doesn't work. It's too big now. <laughs> okay. You've got Keith Urban. You've got fucking Jared Leto with 30 Seconds to Mars. You've got fucking Kylie Minogue. You've got manhole covers coming sucked up out of the ground. It's too much. <laughs> okay. Just tone it back. Just yeah, let's that. let's not go over the top here with the fucking opening ceremonies and shit. Okay. But, and the, the global, whatever it is. Oh, mate. They're reflecting shit on. It's all. It's all like Will there be a race? I'll go there back out to, there. There has uh, to be. There has to be. There has to be. Yeah. Look, unless the manhole covers come off again during yeah. this particular session, um, I can't imagine they're not being right. So it looks <laughs> like they fixed it. We'll see. Sinister Charlie in the chat uh, says, "I know more about NASCAR than I know about F1, and I don't even like NASCAR." Flick <laughs> on, flick on the uh, the Vegas Grand Prix. You'll see some chaos. Yeah. It's gonna be good. It's a good thing. Uh, this little bit of court dates talk, Damo, because court we dates. had this come through today. Uh, one of our, our very lovely listeners, Mofo Storm Band. Yeah. Just put us this out in front of us. Um, we have some litigation in the future. And I'm like, what's, what's going on here? He's like, well, he was listening to a rival podcast, which, you know, in that instance. Hamish and Andy, they're going to, they, look, they've got a big future ahead of them. They've got a future. We'll see what the kids have got. Yeah. Um, but apparently, they're doing – so remember how I was talking about how the bear is ripping off our shtick, always talking about ratings? Yes. Bands love their Thursday night footy. Well, now Hamish and Andy are stealing our shtick, and no. it's not even our good segments. No. So they're stealing the shtick of dog or bad roommate. So they had a segment in their latest podcast where they were literally having conversations about how the dog's behavior, we need to act as if it's a roommate. No. And did five minutes on it. No. Uh, Feel like we've got to get the lawyers involved. No. Uh, we can start. We can start copywriting this stuff. No. So that's mm. three now because I had Dan Bongino rip me off once, Greeno, <laughs> when yep. I was I was doing a whole shtick about uh, that'll never happen here, and uh, mm. did a podcast. You know, showed it. Uh, like I genuinely don't believe that he ripped me off, but I, that's what I want to believe that he didn't. Yeah. Rip me off. But you know, um, you know, that's basically like my whole routine. This guy is doing, you know, like, hey, that'll never happen here. We got a constitution that'll never happen here, and I'm like, wow, that's like the exact words coming out of my mouth. I don't think he ripped me off, but just so happened that maybe in the universe, I think it's possible that two people come up with the same idea. I mean, there are six billion of us, Uh, um, but we're not going to take that route with Hamish and Andy. No, fuck them. We're going to say that they have ripped us off because of the 15 listeners that we have, yeah. I'm sure that one of their producers is one of them. I'm yeah. sure and of it. Like, look, yeah. we've gone through, we've gone through all their segments. <laughs> yes. uh, the, yes. court, the guarding segments are dud. Uh, the Unity Day thing has got no legs. But they got this dog or bad roommate thing that seems yeah. to be fucking kicking on all cylinders. Maybe we should put that in the show. <laughs> Right, that's uh, but that's not the only lawsuit uh, that, that we saw this week. Uh, you came across this one. Uh, which one? Oh, yes, this is a good one. Um, our, uh, I was talking about our American friends earlier. You guys are going to fucking love this. So our version of Burger King is called Hungry Jacks here. Um, yep. It's the same stuff. Like, it's, it's look, it's the same it's symbol and everything. Yeah. Just as bad as any other BK burger. I think originally, if I'm not mistaken, Granny, you can correct me if I'm wrong. We had both Hungry Jacks and Burger Kings here. No, it was originally Burger King. 
But some guy that, owned like the first franchise and he renamed it. It's like a McDowell's situation or something. Yeah, but yeah. then yeah, then they bought a, a franchise version and then changed the name Hungry Jacks and then Burger King wanted to withdraw their name from that, so they had to rename Australian version Hungry Jacks. Something similar. So to now that. it's all Hungry Jacks. So yeah, where we used to live yeah. was a was a Burger King. That's so right. We used to go in we used to go in as like high school students yeah. and steal the thousands of crowns they had. That's right. Yeah. So, but now they're all Hungry Jacks. So this is like an alternate universe where McDowell's from coming to America actually yeah. beats McDonald's, you know, mm-hmm. like where McDowell's wins the court case against McDonald's and then forces all McDonald's to be called McDowell's instead. This yeah. is what happened with Hungry Jacks in Australia. God, I love this fucking country sometimes. Nice, Gary. One guy buys a Hungry Jacks and has to force all the Burger Kings to rename themselves Hungry Jacks exactly. instead. And he's probably getting credit for it every time, you know. <laughs> every every uh, whopper that gets sent through the till, Greeno, probably he can, probably gets a cut, you know, this fella. It's a couple of cents. Yeah, so what happened here, I don't know if you guys have this in America, but what happened here in Australia was Hungry Jacks slash Burger King Came out with a burger. Oh, no, I've had this burger, and it's fucking sensational. It's called the Big Jack, Greener. No, <laughs> it's called the Big Jack? Do they have to... Uh, do they still sell the Big Jack? I don't know. I've had it a few times, but it's not what I... I my go-to is the Bacon Deluxe. That's my uh, Burger King burger of choice, okay. Greener. So I'm I'm sure they still have it though. Like it was on the menu and stuff for ages. So like I'm, I haven't really... Ch- I don't, don't really get fast food anymore either, so... I haven't been, next time I roll through Burger King slash Hungry Jacks, I'll have a look, see if they've still got the Big Jack. But mm-hmm. I, I remember calling my wife up going, you've got to see this thing. <laughs> They're sell, it's base, It looks the exact same as a Big Mac. Right? And it tastes the exact same. It tastes the exact same as a Big Mac. <laughs> it looks and tastes the exact same as a Big Mac. They call it a Big Jack, and they say that it's 25% bigger than a Big Mac. Okay? Yeah. Now, because that's a complaint too, like all of the McDonald's burgers would be getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So the Big Jack is more like your quarter pounder size, but with a Big Mac build, if that makes sense. Yeah. So McDonald's did what they do and they took them to court because that's what McDonald's does. They take everyone to court. And after a three-year trademark fight with bitter bitter rival Hungry Jack's screener, bitter rival, McDonald's has lost the battle. Nice, Gary. Gary. The popular fast food chain sued Hungry Jack's AU after they released an item strikingly similar to the famous Big Mac and called it Big Jack, <laughs> with yep. McDonald's claiming it infringed on their Big Mac trademark. Greeno, can you trademark a burger? Well, I guess so. Like, I, I, I'm actually surprised. Like, I was actually thinking when that burger came out, I'm like, can they do this? Like, I actually said the same thing. Can they get away with this? How can they, they get away surely. with this? Like, it's literally a Big Mac, and they're calling it a Big Jack. Like, Big you're Jack. just flat out taking the piss. It's hysterical. I would have bought one too, just in principle. Because I'm a fuck wackers. I got to give us a Big Jack. Um, but but I, I guess you, like, you can't trademark a particular burger. Like, unless they called it a big, you can only trademark names, I guess, and intellectual property. So, yeah. Um, good is, it, is, it, is it close enough to a Big Jack? I don't know. Uh, big Mac? Hang on. Let's have a look. Let's have a look at a Big Jack here. I've, I found a little, let's have a quick look at a little video, Greener. Here's a yeah, big, that, now, that, now, what does that look like? That up there, yeah. <laughs> if you put that up there and like blocked out the thing that said Big Jack and Hungry Jacks. Yeah. What burger do you think that is? That it looks like it's, a Big Mac. It looks like, and hear me out, it looks like two all beef patties. Special sauce, Special sauce lettuce, lettuce, cheese, lettuce, cheese. Pickled onions, pickles, on a sesame seed bun. 
Oh, no, there's an onion over there on a sesame seed bun. No, no, there's pickles there too. Look here on the... On the yeah, no, I, I couldn't see the onion, but then I just saw the onion up top right. Yep. So I'm like, okay, hey, so there's the onion. Let's see the ad for the Big Jack, Greeno. Someone's suing Hungry Jacks. They reckon Aussies are confusing the Big Jack with some American burger, but the Big Jack's clearly bigger with 25% more Aussie beef. <laughs> In the piss. Nice. Yes. I love this. I reckon this is because I put this to Greeno as like a hero or douchebag story. Mm. I reckon Hungry Jacks are fucking heroes. Oh, go, a, out a tomorrow, hero. go out I'm tomorrow. Go out tomorrow. Get yourself a fucking big jack. Okay. <laughs> I got a whole ass. I got a whole ass up early to go to like a doctor's appointment in the morning. On yep. the way back. I'm grabbing myself a big jack. For Get Greggy. a big jack and just fucking yeah. just just when the when the 15 year old kid hands it to you at the window, pick up the big jack and like you know point it this towards them and go, "This is for you." It's for Australia. This is for Australia. <laughs> Someone's suing Hungry Jacks. They reckon Aussies are confusing the big jack with some American burger, but the big jack's clearly bigger with 25% more Aussie beef, flame grilled with a barbecue taste, and you can only get the big jack at Hungry Jacks. The burgers are better. <laughs> Yeah, well done. Nice, Gary. Nice uh, here's, a little scary. Bit, here's a little bit of history for you, Damo. We were talking about why uh, Hungry Jacks is called Hungry Jacks, not Burger King. Yeah. So what ended up happening is there was a Burger King that was already in Australia when uh, Burger King tried to bring over their franchise. Right. So, and that was trademarked. So there was a, a place called Burger King already, an Australian Burger King, but it wasn't, it wasn't actually Burger King. So this was so, like in the founder. This was like the McDonald's, the original McDonald's brothers were already there. Yeah, the, the we're Burger Kings there. were already doing their yeah. thing. Yeah. So when when Burger King said, "Oh, we'll come to Australia," they had to open up their restaurants or their and their fast called, food restaurants. They called theirs as Hungry Jacks. Jacks. Oh. But then, in uh, what's it called what year was it? It was in the mid nineties. That trademark of the original Burger King expired. So then Burger King said, oh, we'll start now bringing in Burger King franchises. That's why we started seeing so, Burger Kings popping up. So you start, you had, so in some places in Australia, you'd have Hungry Jacks because they were the ones that were made before the 90s and the trademark was there. Yeah. And then you had Burger King. But then you had the two exact same franchises, like, consider themselves rivals because people were like, I like Burger King better than Hungry Jacks. So it was impacting business. <laughs> So then Hungry Jack sued Burger King, even though it's all the same. Okay. Uh, but it's the same. So the, the wait, so Hungry the company sued itself? Sort of. So Burger King's international head office opened up a bunch of franchises. And then the original This could only happen in Australia, I think. Yeah. Then Burger King tried to terminate its deal with Hungry Jacks to stop Hungry Jacks from existing. <laughs> and then they went to court and Hungry Jacks won. So then all the Burger Kings had, had to fuck to off. Hungry Jacks. Hungry Jacks. There you go. Oh, nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. So there you go. One more time. Let's uh, so, uh, look. That's even more reason to love Hungry Jacks, isn't it? Yeah. Because Hungry Jacks has not only defeated Burger King, it also defeated McDonald's. It's it's yeah. <laughs> Hungry Jacks is an unstoppable fucking force in fast food. No good. Someone's um, suing Hungry Jacks. They reckon Aussies are confusing the Big Jack with some American burger, but the Big Some American burger. <laughs> While we're talking, oh, sorry. With 25% more Aussie beef, flame grilled with a barbecue taste. And you can only get the Big Jack at Hungry Jack's. You can only get a Big Jack at Hungry Jack's. Nice, I want a job with Hungry Jack's after watching that. On principle. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'm on the, I'm on the team, man.
Fucking I'll tell you, you don't out. want to get a job with at the moment, though, Damo. Uh, you don't want to get a, a job with Asahi. Because uh, they, they've had a bit of a rough week. What's you know, Asahi the beer, doing? Uh, the beer distribution company. Okay, a beer um, distribution company? Or a beer, do they, don't they make beer? Yeah, they do, but they also distribute. By the way, Greeno, Sinister Charlie in the chat, who's a proud American uh, veteran, by the way, too. Served served in the American Armed Forces, Greeno. You know how they love their veterans in the United mm-hmm. States. He said, some American burger, question mark? I'm offended. Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Good. That's what we. That's what we. You should, You need to go out tomorrow and pay some love to Burger King, man. Go into yeah, your yeah, local Burger King jack. and say, "Do you serve a Big Jack here? Mm-hmm. I want a Big Jack. They have them in yeah. Australia. Why don't you have it here? The Why land of the free, home we'll of the fucking brave. Yeah. Send us an envelope, self-addressed envelope. Yep. With uh, how much is a Big Jack? We will, eight bucks. We will send you a Big Jack in with the mail. Eight bucks Australian Express. inside the envelope. Yeah. It'll get uh, there in two uh, days. It'll be fine. Yep. It'll be yeah. fine, but you you get to enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, Don't they do – they do International Week at the fast food chain, so maybe maybe, maybe in Burger King in the Jack. United States could do the Australian burger will be the Big Jack, right? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> that would be fucking good. Uh, um, oh, God, I love it. So this is a bit of cancel everything. All right, Damo. so Asahi's a nice little beer that you would – Asahi is the kind of beer – in my experience, that you're really and look, I'm a kind of a nerd. Um, mm-hmm. I like sci-fi and history and stuff. Um, I don't look like a nerd. People think that I'm not. A, people think like I'm a fucking uh, big tough guy, but I'm not really. Yeah. I'm like big old I, nerd. I am big, but I'm yeah. like a nerdy kind of big guy. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, so people think like I'm a big tough guy and I care about like motorbikes and tits, but I, don't, I really don't care about motorbikes or tits, honestly, to be fair with you. I'd rather talk about Marvel movies and Star Wars and shit, you know? Yeah. Um, so Asahi, though, is the kind of beer that people nerdier than me would bring to a barbecue. Like, yeah. Because they're also, trying to be different or something. Also the beer that when you go and buy around at a pub in the city, yes. the Asahi for some reason costs $2 more for yes. no obvious reason. And, and people it's buy it because there's like a Chinese-looking label on it or something. And they're like, I'm being exotic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm being cultured uh, by buying this fucking yeah. shit. Yeah. But uh, it probably so comes we, out of the same piss pot that the rest I'm of the Australian stuff comes out of. All the other beer has just a different label. What do you bring back around and it's like a... He had an Asahi, and then we got whatever we had, whatever cheap shit we were drinking. And then we went to buy the round, and I'm like, mate, your beer costs twice as much as ours. So you've just signed yourself up for like two to one rounds moving forward. Yeah. Um, I hope you enjoy your Asahi because yeah. it's just cost you an extra four beers. Oh, look, if, um, I, if I'm doing a round, it's, I'm going to default to Tui's new or VB unless you say otherwise. And if okay. you say otherwise, I'm going to match whatever you want when I when you ask me. It's like, you double down. Yeah, wait, exactly. you ask for a Squire's fucking pale ale? Well, that's what I'll have. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you're getting it. I'm getting it back. You're getting the same. Yeah. Like, for <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, they've re- they released a drink recently that I wasn't aware of because I don't really check out the uh the fruity drink oil very often right. called hard solo which is like an alcoholic yes. like lemon drink. i can't believe you brought this up Gary. didn't we talk about this not long ago where i was gonna buy the hard solo but i ended up buying like some other random kind of lemon squash alcoholic lemon squash remember i told no, you about this and i'm like you gotta try it it's so fucking good i think it must be a different person no or i wasn't paying attention either way you, you probably weren't paying attention yeah so, i don't blame you honestly yeah. 
Because they, they had hard solo on sale and it was like a big stack of them. I wouldn't like remember 50 that. Bucks. I thought I wouldn't remember that if you told me. But instead I got some other random one instead. You don't remember? Uh, I'm sure it was on the show. I'm sure it was on the show. Anyway, there's hard solo. There it Not is. anymore, though. Alcoholic. What? Not anymore. Because apparently- I didn't even get to try it. Oh, yeah. man. It was, it was 10 complaints uh, because apparently he's, he's one of the complaints- Hard Solo looks like a drink. Solo, well, that's the point, yep. that is consumed by miners. It's hard to think why they think this would be okay in 2023. It also sounds a bit like Han Solo, which is a Star Wars now, character. Now, see, that's a shit post. Nice, that, is, that is somebody shit post. Now, that is one of 10 complaints uh, yeah. ABAC received. Mm-hmm. That, well, look, I've been saying, uh, Greeno, you know this personally, I've been saying this for 20 years that a show could like when you hear about things getting canceled, like now cancel culture is a thing now, but back, you have to understand when I was talking about this shit at barbecues and stuff, cancel culture didn't exist like as we know it today, but it was happening. And I would say, no, no, what happens is, you know, like say Christmas decorations, right? I would say it's not the Muslims complaining about Christmas decorations. It's some, it's one fucking Atheist boomer white uh, do-gooder who's complaining on behalf of the Muslim friends that they don't have, that don't Mm -hmm. exist, and saying, we shouldn't be doing this because it's offensive to other cultures. And it only takes that one person to make, you know, the intern university graduate who doesn't want to lose their job at the local shopping center who's responsible Mm -hmm. for making sure that the posters go up outside correctly or some shit like that. It only takes that one complaint to make that person shit themselves and think, well, I don't want to get in trouble with my supervisor by leaving this go unattended. And Mm. so they make changes, you know, and they enforce policy. Well, we better not do that then because we we got a complaint. That's no good. So many of these things come from so few people. It's fucking insane. Like... The way it's reported, you would think that there's a groundswell. Like, take the whole coon cheese. Remember coon cheese? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no, gra- there was no groundswell of fucking support to change the name from coon cheese. There was three washed-up actors and about 50 people who had three Twitter accounts to each of them to make up 150 Twitter accounts. And yeah. that was enough to make the company go, oh, well, we don't want to upset all of these people. And then they changed their whole fucking brand because of it, Greeno. Yeah. There's no groundswell yeah. for anything. People yeah, don't not- care, honestly. No, not at all. Also, who's, who's, you, you have to show ID to buy any kind of alcoholic drink anyway, so you can target it to kids. But at the same time, alcohol is targeted to kids in general. Like, well, remember, why do you think they came up with those fruity drinks? Well, do you remember, do you like, remember, when, remember when we were like 19, right? And I used to bore everybody to death talking about the Alco Pop tax. Now there was a there was a government in charge of I can't even remember which government was it was, but the argument that they put forward was oh Alco Pop. So we're talking about like UDL drinks, which is like a vodka drink. That was the one that they focused in on the hardest. And it's in it's in like a colourful can. Uh it's vodka mixed with like passion fruit drink or fucking mango drink or lemonade or whatever the fuck's in it, you know. I never yeah. drank the shit even, honestly. Ah. I was like a Guinness guy when I was when I was a kid, right? So I didn't drink UDLs or anything like that. 
Um, but that was the argument. It's like, oh, this this is too appealing to children. Therefore, we need to put a tax on it to prevent children from drinking it. And it's like, and and just watching all of the parents go, that's a great idea. You dick. Do you not understand that they're just putting a tax on something? Like, don't you see yeah. that they're just making it yeah. cost more for the people who are legitimately are fucking buying it? it? Ah. It's just a money grub- grabbing exercise by this fucking, by this thieving, ghoulish fucking government entity. You know, this, this fucking go- that, that they produce nothing. They pr- they provide no fucking value to the product, yet they are just it's 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 a mafia operation at this point. They see someone se- no, I'm I'm being serious. They see someone selling a product that's selling its tits off because people are like you know what I want to drink mango and fucking vodka. That yeah. that sounds like a great fucking day. You know, I'll get a six pack of mango and vodka. This product was selling its fucking tits off. And the government yeah, said, that. "We're gonna have, we're gonna have me some of that." And yeah, they, gonna, let me, let me my beak. So they created this whole false fucking dialectic that, oh, you're convincing children to drink vodka, and it's like, what the fuck? And it's like, yeah, your cans are too colourful. Your your drink tastes too much like soda pop. Therefore, we're going to make it cost thirty percent more, and all of that thirty percent is going to go directly to us. And, and that's what they did. They came in and they said, okay, we're going to put a tax on Alcopop. And they and they sold it like, we're protecting the children, and, which is always no, the fucking argument that you get. We're protecting the fucking children from drinking these. Children no, you're, not, you're not protecting <laughs> anybody. You're, you're, you're actually ensuring that the children will steal from their parents' wallets in order to buy the fucking shit in the first place, whereas before they could have done it with their fucking newspaper route job. You know, that's all you're doing. You're actually promoting fucking criminality by putting this 30% tax on because before you could have got it for 10 bucks and now it's going to cost you 13. That's not fair. It was was actually far more than 30%. I think it wasn't like an 80% tax or some ridiculous fucking shit. Oh, they put such a hike on it. And all of it went straight to the government for protecting, quote unquote, protecting the fucking children, Greeno. Children. But yeah. the good thing is they didn't have to change their name, UDLs. Whereas Coon Hard did. Solo yeah. Hard is now Solo. called Hard Hard Rated. Hard Rated because it's yeah. too much like Solo. No, Fuck this country. Like Solo. It's the exact same drink. Yeah. The drink remains the exact same. It's still Solo with alcohol in it. It's now just called Hard Rated. See, this is ridiculous. This is yeah, fucking like when we're now getting to a point where we need to, uh, you know, you can't take the, the, the problem the is world everybody will, looks will correct eventually. I I really I wanted to believe that I for the longest get, I time. I think we're getting to tipping point now, where like people are. Hey, this is I think we talked about it last week. This is getting so ridiculous. That, yeah, yeah, it's 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 gone too far now. We got to stop. Yeah, no, um, no, no, it's fine. It's hard solo. It's fine because yeah. it, isn't there a thing like it's like seltzer and hard seltzer, right? Uh, yeah. Ginger beer, hard ginger beer. Like we all yeah. know these things, yeah? yeah. Hard it's, just means it's alcohol. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Cider, hard cider. You know? Hard cider, yeah. Uh, the, the, this, this exists. This is not like, oh, my God. But the, the fact that it was taken from a shit post. Like this is one hundred percent shit post. It also sounds like Han Solo, <laughs> a, a Star Wars character. This is this is a person who is taking the piss oh, out of you. Piss. 
That's a 13-year-old having a laugh. But they, but, but they think it's a legitimate complaint. Yeah. Now we've got to look into each year's now, complaint. See, this, is, this is where Australian, the Australian online culture of shitposting and being so sarcastic that you can't figure it out if it's real or not. This is where it comes back to bite you. This is a snake eating its own yeah. tail situation here. Very much so. This person went on there and said, yeah, I'm going to contribute to this outrage, which we will, we all do. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I've, yeah. I've been there myself, man. I know how you feel. I've gone on to various article, you know, newspaper websites and I've thrown a comment in and like, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I think there's so much bigotry in this world that all uh, female athletes should be replaced by trans athletes because otherwise, how else are we going to cleanse the world of this Nazism, you know, like, and I'll get likes for it you know, because people are idiots, you know. So I'm just contributing to that fucking, that snowball effect. Yeah, but on this occasion, it's come back to bite us, Greeno, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm not going to buy it either way, whether it's called hard solo or hard rated, so who gives a fuck? Uh, your um, mic just changed. You're very quiet all of a sudden. There you go. Yeah. I don't know. Can you get closer to the mic? Or Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm still in the exact same spot I have been. Can you plug it, unplug it and plug it back in again, maybe? Or Hang on. All right. There you go. How are we sounding now? No, still very quiet. Can very you quiet. just give it a tap or something? Or like a bang, bang, bang on the mic? There you go. Better? No. No, I don't, must, I don't right. know what's going I'm, on. I'm going to pump you right up then. Okay. Pump me up. Okay. Um, sounding better? Uh, yeah, I've pumped you up. I'm pumped right, you right up. Good. So you're good. Uh, let's, talk some, let's talk something positive, Damo, because yeah. you, you sent this uh, from the Internet Hall of Fame, and I was like, this is the most accurate comment I've seen on the internet in, in the history of uh, internetting, if you will. Okay. And this is uh, from Gavin at Distractad. Uh, he said, whoever is making cheese commercials can save their money. We're buying cheese and we're never going to stop buying cheese. Save your money. Nice, now, that's just That's facts right there. That is 100% facts. That's truth. That's fire. I, yeah. I don't think I've ever actually seen a cheese ad in my life. I've definitely word, seen a cheese ad. I've seen coo cheese ads, Greeno. I watch TV, so... Oh, no. no. So you keep talking, and I'm going to show you some of the classic coon ads no, from I, back in I the day. I remember Greeno. the old ads. I remember what we're talking about. What I'm saying is, in, in current day... Still going to play them, Greeno. I'm sorry. I don't I don't go out there to buy cheese, because I've seen it seen it on the uh, the interwebs. Like, there's no space in between all the sports bed ads. I can't I can't squeeze it in. Um, <laughs> but I'm buying copious amounts of cheese, regardless of the advertise. This man's hit this nail on the head. Don't need to advertise it. Cheese is cheese. People are going to continue to buy cheese. We're going to love the cheese. We're going to enjoy the cheese. We're going to purchase the cheese. Save your advertising money. Put it into the cheese budget. Mm. So you reckon spend more money on milk instead, Greener? Whatever. I don't care what they spend it on. Don't need to spend it on advertising. G'day. Come on, I'll show you some of my favourite spots around Australia. Coonamble, Coonalpin, Coonnua Bridge. Stop the bridge. Coonawarra, Coonboomerang, Coonabarabarang. Love that coon taste. Now let's talk to some real cheese experts. You mean coon cheese experts, Peter. <laughs> See what I mean? You need him coon cheese for 60 years or more. Me too. 60 years? Come. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Nice, Gary. <laughs> there's, there's one that I need to really show. The pub with no beer. Um the pub with no beer cover that they there's nothing so lonesome but the house with no coon <laughs> i remember that one i remember that one you just showed me there though 94 here it is greener i'm quick on the draw this story is sad for no one was oh god <laughs> here we go 
this is this is one of my all time favorites, Greeno. I can't imagine why they banned it. Put it that way. This story is sad, for no one was pleased when young Kenny Malone. Ha, she, she brought the, the wrong cheese, because it always goes down like a lead balloon when the family comes home to a house with no poo. That's <laughs> the cheese, David. Nice, <laughs> Look at that happy white family enjoying their coo in Gruno. <laughs> White families have always loved coons. No one was pleased when young Kenny Malone ha, she bought the wrong cheese. Cause it always goes down like a lead balloon when the family comes home to a house with no coon. That's right, folks. You can always rely on coon cheese because coon cheese is made the way good cheese should be made. So don't let your home be a house with no so don't let your home be a house with no coon, Greta. Nice, Gary. Fixing <laughs> the civil rights movement right there. Love it. <laughs> let's let's go from that to uh, shall we? Yeah, a bit of uh, Benjamin Button hot toss, Damo. Oh yeah, where's this one? So uh, this is uh, um, not that one. Uh, where's before? where's the Benjamin Button one? Can I skip that one? No. Uh, no, let me find it. Let me find it. Uh, there was a... I do remember seeing the Benjamin Button story. Isn't it some, like, fucking writer or something who believes he is actually Benjamin Button? No, no, it's a guy who... He's a biohacker who believes he's reversed-aged his penis by 15 years. Oh, no, we definitely need to review this. <laughs> this has definitely got to be on the fucking... On the show. All right, I'm checking. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. I found it. Got it? I've got him. Yep. All right. Here he is. Here he is. <laughs> Let's he just is go to mate. the story, shall we? <laughs> I don't like clicking these things. So I feel like it encourages it. Oh, no, you got to uh, click. you got to give the clicks. Definitely. Because no, we got to pay. Yeah, clicks. no, I want to give. If someone's going to write an article with a headline that says, Millionaire biohacker Brian Johnson, 46, claims he has reversed aged his penis by 15 years by using shock therapy on his genitals, revealing he is aiming to have the erections of an 18-year-old. Whoever wrote that, I want to give them my five cents. It's a long headline, by the way. Yeah, you deserve it. I feel it. like it's too many words. Too many words in the headline to begin with. Well, that's the Daily Mail's MO. They they want to pack as much into their headlines as possible for their online versions. I guess the, the, the headline's longer than paragraph one. Yes, yeah, it, it, it actually is. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Controversial de-aging methods. Can I tell a quick little story? I like stories about de-aging methods. Yes, de-aging methods. Um, one of the best books I ever read, and I haven't read many books um, that I've really, 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 really enjoyed, and I couldn't wait to keep reading it. Um, like I could count them on one hand, kind of thing. One of the best, best books I've ever read, and you could probably get it out there like free on the internet if you wanted to read it. It was by a guy named Brock someone, <laughs> and it was about Dr. A guy, a character, a real person named Dr. John Brinkley. Mm-hmm. And he existed in the 19th century, like in the 1800s in the United States. And this guy got rich by selling the idea that if he removed your testicles and implanted goat testicles instead, that he would make you more virile and stuff. He was like a snake oil salesman 
basically. Yep. Um, H.L. Mencken was a, like a celebrity, like a political satirist. He was one of his clients. Like so many people went to him and had their testicles removed and had goat testicles put in instead. Put in. Yeah. Your goat implants. Yeah. And so basically this story, it's the book is called Charlatan. It's, it's mm-hmm. Actually, I just remembered it. It's by Pop, uh, Pope Brock is the guy who wrote the book. Pope Brock. Okay. Uh, the book's called Charlatan, and it's about basically the like the FBI agent who spent like thirty years of his life trying to prove that this guy was a, a hoaxer, like a yeah. charlatan, like a snake oil salesman. But uh, you have to imagine in the nineteen hundreds is incredibly difficult because we didn't have the scientific methods that we do now, so you couldn't just come out and say, "Oh, he's he's selling lies." You actually had to prove it, and they didn't have the means to prove it. So this guy, in order to evade, um, you know, investigation by the authorities, he ran for president. He created, uh, he moved to Mexico and made uh, the world's largest radio tower because he had so much money at this point because he'd been putting so many goat testicles in people. (laughs) I swear to God, it's a true story. He moved to Mexico and he created the world's largest radio tower, which which was called the Border Buster. And you can Google this, the Border Buster radio tower. And he sent a radio show into um, the southern states of the United States where he would have like something called like the medical question box. And people would, he, it was probably all fake questions. It'd be like, how can I get my virility back? And it's like, well, of course, you need yeah. to take goat testicles, you know. There goes testicles. <laughs> yeah. Do I have a deal for you? Yeah. So uh, he became like a celebrity. He actually is, he invented this guy. Uh, this Dr. John Brinkley, and people don't know this until you know it. If you know it, you know it, and if you don't, you don't. He invented modern American political campaigning because what he would do is he would sh- he when he was running for president, he would always show up like an hour late, and the hour that he spent not being there, he would have his assistants hand out little American flags. Yeah. So everybody got a little American. Nobody did this before this guy did it. And he would show up in his own private plane that he was flying. So he would do political shows like at fucking runways and stuff in the middle of nowhere. And when he arrived, he he would invite all the media and the media would take pictures of all the crowd waving these little American flags because yeah. they'd been standing there for an hour in the heat. They couldn't wait to fucking get out of there by this point. Yeah. So they're waving their little American flags and he'd show up and he'd fly his plane and then jump out of the plane and walk up to the dais and give speeches about how he loves giving goat testicles to people. It's fucking, it, it, it's, a, it's an immensely enthralling read about this guy's life. And so. Also turned into a, turned into a documentary film in 2016 that won at Sundance. Did it really? I didn't yeah. even know that. I now have to see it. What's it called? It's called Nuts. Nuts. There you go. Nice. No, Nuts with an exclamation. So it's about Dr. John Brinkley. Yeah, it's one. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, all linked to the book. So read the, but if you get a chance, do read that book called Charlatan by Pope Rock. It is yeah, a, it sounds like a crazy a story. Fascinating story, but it's all true. Right. That's the other thing. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's fantastic. So whenever I see things like this, you know, millionaire biohacker Brian Johnson, 46, claims he has reversed age his penis by 15 years using shock therapy on his genitals, revealing he has aiming, he's aiming to have the erections made. Hey, when I see things like this, it just makes me smile. Greeno, <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, because I remember that book. Yeah, that's ah. right. I think you should be allowed to sell whatever the fucking cure you yeah. want, you know, because if yeah, you're dumb enough to, to believe it, it yeah. Ah. 
Go nuts. Yeah. yeah, like if someone's willing to, like he's obviously trying to flog these small devices, whatever he's putting in the the, uh, the shock therapy mm. to stimulate uh, arousal there and reverse engineer the penis. Yeah. Um, right. Look, if you and, and if you, you put 5,000 volts it? through my cock, it'd probably stand on a, you know, you could probably crack coconuts well. on it, Greener. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and, and how do you disprove that? Like how do you disprove, you're like, hey, man, I'm way more virile. Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm, I got the, the same erection as an 18-year-old. Well, maybe you didn't have a lot of erections as an 18-year-old. Who knows? I don't have the same erections as an 18-year-old. 18-year-olds give me erections. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how, about, how about this next one? How about this next one? Oh, sorry. What do we got next? Uh, we got the next one, journalism. We always like finding journalistic stories that pop up where, look, it's 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 not quite Daily Mail quality, but this <laughs> Speaking one. Speaking of erections, Greeno. Yeah. Nation's most sexually active woman, Storms Flemington. Now, how do we know so, she's the most sexually active woman? Well, this is self-proclaimed. So she claims that uh, obviously she's trying to, she's getting some free advertising for OnlyFans here. Hmm. She said, uh, an ex-Melbourne private schoolgirl now on OnlyFans and who wears the crown of Australia's most promiscuous woman with 300 intimate partners a ew, year ew. has spiced up the cup carnival. Am I the only one who just thinks ew? Yeah, that, that's uh, that's some tiny goods right there. Like, okay, she's kind of cute, I guess. Um, she's not bad looking. I can see how she could attract three hundred yeah, partners in like space. She, in but year. she's but she's my type, and I don't even think she's that good looking. You know, like mm. she's like, eh, whatever. Oh, look, it's paywalled. Oh, fuck you, Harold. Oh, as if you're going to paywall that story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I'll just get her OnlyFans. Why would I? Why would I yeah. pay for a ten dollar fucking it's newspaper not- account when I could just <laughs> see her putting see coke bottles up a up a snatch greener? Instead, for 10 bucks. You all right? They're well, idiots. A, like, yeah, See, Harold Sun should have put this one out for free. Free, and then we could have linked on over. She could have taken a cut. She could have <laughs> went her beak. Uh, they could have went their beak. She's actually playing. Harold Sun thinks they're playing her for clicks. She's actually playing them. Yeah. She's yeah. getting all these free, free advertising over subscribe there on Harold Sun. Why would you subscribe to fucking Harold Sun? What are you going to read, yeah. Andrew Bolt? You know, <laughs> we can read about the private school girl yeah. who has three hundred interpartners. Can see us. Can see us sticking a fire hose up her ass yeah. for the same money that you're asking for. What I'm going to read well, about the economy? Fuck you. Is she find a time? I'm guessing she's unemployed. Would be my guess. No, she's employed. She's an adult creator. Greener. Adult creator. Okay, so that that's where she finds the time for the three hundred interpartners because part of the workplace. She gets paid for it. Now, hear me out. So she's got the crown. Of most promiscuous woman, surely like hookers would be banging away more than three hundred a year. Oh, yeah, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. They'd be pumped through four or five a day, wouldn't they? Four or five a day. So, what's, <laughs> what's this? so three hundred and sixty-five days. Are they working on Christmas? Great, no, the hookers. No, nah, then a couple of days off. What I'm saying is they'd be they'd be in like closer to five six hundred, I think. Yearly, yeah. Turn yeah. annual an annual, t- annual turnover, yeah. Annual turnover, <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Compared to this lady, yeah. I feel this is a falsely earned crown. This this crown has the has the same legitimacy as the ones I used to steal from Burger King back in high school, sir. Nice, nice Gary. Do you get a free Coke after you're done, though? It's a free refill. Uh, now we're talking. She, we need to. We need to. Is yeah. 300 intimate partners more? Um, is 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 that a different category to a hooker though? Because are they intimate hookers? They don't kiss, I guess. Uh so what what makes it intimate as opposed to just sex? Well, I just think they can't go. She's been dicked down by three hundred people. Dicked down so by three hundred. I had to use the phrase "intimate" but as meaning 
stick down. It's I remember one down. of the first experiences I ever had with Jerry Springer was in 1999. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, so I'm revealing my age a little here. So I was in, I was still in high school. I think I was like 17 at the time. It must have been 99. We were about 16, 17, something like that. Yeah, around that, yep. And I remember, like, I'd never seen Jerry Springer before, but I just so happened to be home and I was flicking around the channel on cable and I was like, came across this show. And there was a woman, there was a woman, This I think this was like the first Jerry Springer episode I ever watched. And there was a woman who brought her husband on to tell him that her her lifelong dream had been to be a porn star and she was going to star in this porn film called Gang Bang 2000, Greeno, to bring in the year 2000. And she was going to fuck 2,000 guys in yeah. one day. Like, one day, that's right. Yeah. And she wanted and she wanted her husband to be number 2,000. 2,000. <laughs> yeah, I remember that episode. And then and he's like, he's distraught. He's in tears, you know. He's like, how could you do this? I don't know why, you, why you're doing this. Why are we here? Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't, I don't get it. And then next thing you know, they bring out Ron Jeremy Greeno. Because he's the he's producer like, for this Gangbang 2000. Yeah. And then he's trying to talk to the guy saying, you don't understand, this is going to make history. <laughs> you know, like, don't you want to be a part of history? And he's looking at wrong Jeremy going, you're a filth purveyor. I, I can't believe you're doing this. How the hell did you talk my wife into this? And Ron Jeremy jumps up and grabs his dick and he says, if you don't want to be 2000, I'll fucking be 2000. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> God. And then people turn around and say, how have we become the society that we are right now? Well, because Jerry Springer <laughs> led us in this direction. Yeah. Imagine um, if imagine if America had voted Jerry Springer in a remember he ran for president at one point? That's right. Yeah. Well he was a he was a senator, governor, or something like that. Oh, was, was he a, a senator or something? Yeah, I think so. I, I know he ran for president. I didn't know I'm if he sure ever he got won. elected for anything. Yeah, I'm pretty sure someone elected him after his show. Okay. There Maybe local. Former mayor, yeah. former mayor of Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry, love. If you put yourself out there as, you know, 300 partners a year, it's just you. It's just you. Yeah. That's too much of a body count. Too much, yeah. 20 years yeah. from now, she'll regret this, you know. And we uh, and look, to be fair, we all regret things from 20 years ago. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. We've all got regrets in our past, but but not all regrets are recre- uh, created equal. Are they, created you know? Equal. You know? <laughs> Some regrets are worse than others. Like my biggest regrets, maybe three or four people know about. <laughs> you know, everyone knows about yours because <laughs> you fucked half of them too. So I wonder if like three hundred know about the other ones. Like if it's like it's like initial like early date talk, yeah. like chit chat. Oh yeah, we're up to well. Yeah, like, up to. that's a good point. If you were number two hundred and thirty-six on the three hundred yeah. list, and you you would know who she is, you'd be like, "Are we really going to fuck around, wasting time having a coffee, or are we just going to get yeah. to it, or or what?" You know. Or are they not aware and are just finding out on the Herald Sun? Yeah, and now and they're like, looking oh, for her. Yeah. What I, I really shouldn't have raw dog that. Mm. Like, it just imagine oh, imagine if you got rejected by the girl who has three hundred sex partners a year. Yes. Yeah. Old mate, yeah, we were trying to hit on her at the races and, and got knocked back. Yeah. Like, does she? I, I can't imagine if you have 300 sexual partners in a year that you could have two possibly a higher standard because I don't think you're meeting 300 fuckable people in a year. Yeah. Like, because you've got to think, like, you pretty much have to fuck one every 1.2 days to make that mm-hmm. number, right? Yeah. So 
in order to fuck one every 28 hours or whatever it is, you know, to, to make up the 300, um, you can't be too picky. You're like, there's and no time for chit-chat. Of, right? Also a lot of strangers you're meeting. It'd have to be. Like, It'd have to be a lot of sex people. in public toilets or whatever uh, the fuck you're doing out there, you know. Reckon she hangs out at truck stops? Well, I mean, she can't always be at clubs every night. Like, the clubs aren't going off on a Wednesday normally. Like, are you meeting someone at Woolies? Like, when you're picking up yeah. the milk, you know? Maybe. All right, you'll do. Uh, look, I've got four hours to you yeah. know before I need to fuck someone again. So, yeah, you're my man. Let's go. There you go. So, well I, I don't find it actually believable, honestly. No, I think it's. I think this is uh, just a way to plug her OnlyFans account, to be fair. Yeah, she probably actually only fucks one guy, and he probably owns the rights to her OnlyFans account. Yeah. You, you know, in all honesty, he probably made her do this interview. And yeah, said, Look, 100%. We yeah. need more money coming in. We need more OnlyFans. Otherwise, I'm going to fucking drop you, you know. How are we going to do it? Oh, we'll get national coverage, and we'll rock up at, uh, yeah. at Flemington and uh, get, get a little ad in the paper, pretty much. Yeah, can you suck Can you suck the editor's dick at the Herald Sun? Maybe we'll they'll write an article about us or something, you know. Yeah. Time's almost up. Do that, yeah. Fantastic uh, stuff. Let's get to a little bit more wholesome content, Damo, because uh, awesome. award season, <laughs> nice award nice season uh, the, the MLB uh, finished up today with our man, Shohei Tani. We love uh, Shohei. The, his second MVP. Uh, stat man, if we can, because even though he's injured, even though it's the offseason, he's still some records. It's a sad day when you're a professional whore and your sexual partner average is lower than Shohei Tani's batting average, Greeno, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, he, he bat well over three hundred this year. Yeah. Um, so he he's the first man ever to uh, win MVP twice unanimously voted. Really? So another another record goes by the wayside. Yeah, he's he's the first man to own that. So, uh, but then he they do like a video hookup, obviously because obviously it's outside season, so everyone's mm. just in their homes. And normally people have their, like, partners and their family and brothers just, and sisters, all just that kind before, of stuff. Just before we get to the video, Greeno, can I just say one thing? Mm-hmm. I'm not even a huge baseball fan, but I feel like, and I'm, I might have made this point before, I feel like Shohei Itani is the Led Zeppelin of baseball. Because Led Zeppelin was pretty big when they were around, but Led Zeppelin got way more famous, like, 20 years after they were famous. And I feel like 20 years from now, everyone's going to look back and go, Jesus, that Shohei was fucking good. You know what I mean? Like, they're not appreciated. They they really – there are pockets of the baseball community, from what I've observed, that really appreciate what they're witnessing. They're witnessing, like, the Bradman style. Like, he is the greatest. Yeah. But then don't they don't they're not hearing Jimmy Greeno. They're, they're listening to it, but they're not fucking hearing Jimmy. <laughs> because what happened in this twenty four hour news cycle? Yeah, the people were getting uh, what they refer to as Shohei fatigue because oh. there's too much, like too much. Because he breaks too many fucking records. He breaks too many records. Everything that's said about Shohei is newsworthy because he keeps on creating history. That's so people. People have been overwhelmed by all, all the show they talk and, and uh, not appreciate I reckon we're not, I reckon, in, that, we're I not reckon, in that group. I reckon if his name was like fucking Bob Dick or something and he was a fucking big white guy with a beard, they'd all be sucking his dick constantly. Uh, uh, honest, uh, honestly, I, I do. I, I don't think like, you know, baseball fans or Americans are racist necessarily or anything like that. I just feel like because it's Shohei Itani, they're like, I'm sick of hearing about this fucking Jap. You know, fucking, yeah. you know. But, uh, you know, fair enough, whatever. But I... 
you're you're witnessing the best player who's ever played the fucking game. See, don't yeah, don't take it for granted. Do not take it for granted. Every single minute of it. And, no, uh, I certainly do. But um, I came across this because obviously this was on the hookup uh, with the the three because they do like a top three and then they announce who out of the three won the award. And yeah, instead of having like family with him, show how had his puppy with him Let's to celebrate look, winning. Puppies are the babies. He, so he's just he's just been named MVP. Here's how Shohei celebrates. Didn't even eat it. He high fives his dog. There we go. That was just going to Oh, that's some wholesome fucking shit, right? Nice. Can we get a, a, a pup date from you, Greeno? Are you high fiving your doggo these days? Are you a bit more in no, love we, with the dog? Have you have you come uh, to an agreement? We've come to an agreement. Okay, no, nice, no, Gary. <laughs> Tell me about it. Story time. I like stories <laughs> about pinatas. We've come to an agreement where uh, the less annoying the dog gets, the more the more I'm oh, of like, hating the dog. Of course. So. You know, my general principle was like, okay, well, every time you destroy something, I'm going to get angry. She keeps on destroying shit. She's destroying less and less shit. Because she is, was a puppy and she's growing up, man. You know, now, you got to walk them through that puppy. stage. It's like a baby, you know. But then, then we taught her how to play fetch. So, yeah, so that's all good. That's cool. She's also, she's also worked out got an internal clock. Yep. So she knows like, hey, dad's going to bring her in at nine. So she'll fuck around outside till nine and then be at the door, like, ready to go. Yeah. Um, they do. So yeah. she, she's getting there. Um, Our biggest girl, Riley, uh, the older one, every night at 10 p.m., uh, we have to leave the back door open at, like, until at least until 10. And we used to leave it open all the time until the actual, like, our kid was born. Yeah. And then I said to uh, Lady Boogie, um, you know, I don't think it's a good idea for us to leave the back door open all night anymore. <laughs> she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, eventually, like, the baby Booker Bumper baby is going to be walking around. She might just wander out into the fucking backyard mm. at 2 in the morning. We can't have that. And she's like, yeah, that's a good point. So I said, we need to actually start training the doggos. Like, okay, so there is a bedtime now. Because before that, for like three, four years, they've just had, you know, they can go in and out whenever they please. We trust them, you know. Yeah. So um, our, our oldest girl, Riley, she fucking every night at 10 p.m., like basically on the dot, she gets up out of bed. She'll go to bed for a couple of hours. She'll get up. She stretches and she wanders out like casually strolls because um, if you're not Greeno's familiar with her, she's fucking huge. Like she is a big, big, she's 50 kilos, big, big girl, like beautiful, like show dog, fucking proud, stoic, you know, strong kind of. And we've got another one that's a retard, you know, in the same breed, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that they're a good team, like a little runty retard. Um, but the yeah. big, the older girl, the big one, she just fucking casually, she does everything on her own time, strolls out there, and she eats at like ten o'clock at night. So if you if you happen to close the door before ten p.m., she'll just you know she'll come into the bedroom, she'll fucking lick you on the face, and you're like what? And she'll like nose you and go, hmm? and then she walks to the back door and starts hitting the back door with a paw like bang, bang, bang. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh fuck, I didn't let her out there to have her feed. So you, yeah. everything is on a clock for them. They're very like they love discipline, Greeno. They love it. Yeah, no. Well, once we got got on a bit of a routine, it's it's been a lot better. And yeah. also because like I'm the I'm the cook in the family. Mm -hmm. So like as am I. Whenever I'm cooking a meal, yeah. whenever I cook a meal, where I'm like, oh, I can give some of this to the dog. I, I chuck it in a bowl. Whereas the other days, obviously, yeah, it was like there's just the standard dog food or whatever it may be. Mm. So she's got an appreciation for me because she's like, hey man, yeah. If, 
when dad's cooking pasta, I'm getting some pasta tonight. It's fucking, we, we like that. So she's nice to me in that regard. So oh, mate. We, we've come to, every, come to an agreement. Every time I cook steak or so, you, so if you buy steak and it's in that fucking shrink wrapped packet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, and I can try and be quiet about it. So and again, it's the older girl, Riley. The little one just yeah. follows whatever Riley does. Like, so she really has no mind of her own. She just does whatever the big one does, you know? <laughs> so, so she could be in another room and the TV could be blaring and stuff. And I could quietly cut the packet of meat, like mm. with a knife, like, <clears throat> and then, and like rip that glad wrap back. And then yeah. within seconds, Riley, she's yeah. sitting next to me, like sitting there, just looking at me, licking her lips. Like, I'm like, yeah. no, not for you. But then she'll sit there and not move a fucking muscle like a soldier, you know. And yeah. I'm like, okay, you're being a good girl, <laughs> you know. So I'll cut off a little bit of fat or something like, here you go, you know. Good yeah. on you. You earned it, you know. So she learnt over time. So every time that there's any kind of food situation, she'll she'll just, she'll just, yeah, just sit there and look good and just you know not not put don't force the issue, you know. Because yeah. if you force the issue, you're gonna get shunned you're gonna be like no no get out of here get out of here stop being like that uh, as soon as any i put anything in the microwave because i do like microwave popcorn they hear the microwave and then i realized like because i was just giving like the popcorn out of the microwave packet yeah i'm like i probably should look up she can eat this shit yeah um and then it turns out you're not meant to give the dog fucking popcorn out of the microwave so i'm like oh okay so that's bad and then she'd see me smash the football and she'd give me a sad face. So I'm like, that oh, felt fucking gotta, bad. Gotta give her something. So, yeah. So now I had I gotta do fucking two packets. So I do like the micro popcorn. And then I've got like an air popper. And that is like, ah, oh, here's a fucking fistful of the one that doesn't have butter and salt all over oh, it. Oh, Lady Books like, is gonna love this story. Nice, <laughs> I'm gonna tell her. I'm gonna tell her. Bad for the dog, the man. Like, fucking, no. The dog's like can't eat the fucking the, the salt and the butter. Has, so. the, has has the puppy graduated to being able to chill on the lounge with you yet or No, it's like it's still Burko inside the house. So we, okay. we have outside time yeah. and we have inside the house, inside the playpen time. Okay. Because it, it, anytime it's near a pillow, it just destroys it, and we yeah. don't have a like. You got you do have to yeah. eventually transition because you do want the doggo to be in the house with everyone and be part of oh, the family, yeah. and you know, no, you, I feel like you do. You know, you want her to lay down next to the kids and let the kids patter and watch TV together and stuff because that's what that. she wants. She just wants to be but part the, of the family. Okay. You know. Ah, she wants to destroy everything. That's the problem. That's <laughs> well, the, they'll do that if you make it special, though. If you if yeah. you if if you make the things that they destroy boring, then they'll stop destroying them. So, like, because right now you keep me outside. Keep so when she's inside, she's like, I'm gonna go fucking crazy. But if you if no, you no, it's half and half. So she's inside. She's inside a playpen. Yeah. So when she's out of that pen inside, she's like, I I I look at this stuff all day and I can't wait to sink my teeth okay. into it. But if you make it boring, like it's just part of everyday life, then eventually, like there's a there's a teething period. Don't get me wrong, but eventually it'll be like, yeah, hey, what if right? I'm I'm yeah, bored of the bed. pillows, I'm bored of the lounge, I just want to hang out, you know. We got the test case. If she can keep a pillow inside her pen or mm. outside and not destroy it, then yeah. we can trust her with the inside pillows. Yeah. Okay. That's well, eventually, yeah, eventually, like dogs chew shit when they're young, especially. Um, so. Yeah, I remember I was walking around and Riley would like, we called her the land shark, you know, because if if you had socks on your feet, she would lunge and fucking rip the socks off your feet while you were walking, you know? Yeah. Um, now you can just leave your shoes lying around and she's like, yeah, I don't care. You know, <laughs> she couldn't care less. <laughs> I just want to go and chill and sit on the lounge and get a pat, you know? 
So it will happen eventually. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for you, man. Yeah, puppy steps, baby steps, pup day, good pup day, good stuff. I like stories about pinatas. Fantastic. Good time to end the show, I think. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, one more show of show hey with his doggo. High five. That's a cute little doggo, isn't it? That's a gorgeous little doggo there, Greeno. He's not going to get no shit, dog. No. He can get, he can get no, like, run, run out of the... Uh, all the people the clapping, town. all the people clapping freaked him out, though, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, it's a gorgeous doggo. Nice, Gary. I think oh, like that one because I'm like, you're, you're, I know you're already show fan. I'm like, Damon's gonna like show even more after this one. Yeah. So, quick little story time for I you. I like stories about just pinatas. So the birthday we went to tonight. So you know, the baby booger bumper baby has the two ridgebacks to deal with when she's out mm-hmm. in the house. Uh, so the house that we went to tonight also had two dogs, but that one of them was a French bulldog. Uh, do you know what a French bulldog looks like? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're kind of small compared to a ridgeback. Pretty small. They're more pug size. They're more like Missy yeah, size, yeah. just a little yeah. bit bigger than Missy. And I don't know what the other breed was, but she was a little bit bigger than the French Bulldog. So like two kind of compared to our dogs, right? Two yeah. pretty small dogs. So I plonked um, the baby booger bumper that baby uh, on the ground and she started wandering around. The two dogs started coming up and sniffing her and licking her and she, it was fucking nothing to her. Like she just ignored yeah. them, you know. And someone said, oh, she's pretty good with dogs. And my wife said, yeah, because, like, we've got two fucking horses at home. Like, oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> like, this, this, this is, this is, this is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> nothing to her. You know, yeah. this is nothing. So, yeah, good story. Very good. Yeah. All right. right. Uh, we're back next week. I think we're back next week. Nothing Are we on. back next week? Nothing on? Are you sure? We're back next week. Yeah, nothing, okay. nothing, nothing on the calendar saying we're, we're not here. So Okay. We're going we'll, to we'll we're gonna have to talk to about it. Are we going to wrap up for the Christmas season or something? Or what are we going to do? I don't know. Don't know. We'll see. We'll see how we go. We'll just Is play something by we're ear. talking about? Yeah. We'll do something. Yeah. Uh, Still on for Boxing take... Day, are you? Coming over. I'll be there. Uh, I'm not going to do Lunch of Legends for Boxing Day. No, no, no. Too many people for Lunch of Legends. Too many people. Yeah, Yeah. like it's just. I'm going to do. I'm I'm going to do a really nice. Like, so I I will spare no expense on the meat on the spit roast. That's what I'm going to dedicate our you know our time and attention to. It's going to be like a nice, really quality spit roasted fucking meat that you'll be provided. Oh, no, 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 no. Just you got to have a good meat if you're spit roasting, you know. Yeah. So we'll that do that. Like and then it's going to yeah, be like potato, that. bacon, salad on the side. But need. The meat that's is that's the good. fucking centerpiece of the yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the the whole experience, you know. So melt you your mouth shit, you know. Leftovers from the day before, man, would have been fine. Yeah, nachos, yeah. Yeah, we're already locked in, so that's, that's all good. We've nice. sorted out accommodation and whatnot. Uh, that's, that's all ready. Accommodation? To go. Where are you staying? I'm staying with family. Hotel? Like, no? no, no, no. As in, we're staying with family, which has worked out which places we're staying at on, on whatever night. Ah, so, right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Because I go, yeah, what one what Christmas Day is at one family and yeah, then one right. family member. But then I'm like, well, I'm not going to drive back from there to your place. I'll go to another family member that's closer, closer to your place. So ah, good call. Just making yeah. sure we can, yeah. 
find uh, places to stay while we're there. So, so next year we should – next. when's the next time you're doing Boxing Day at your house with your fa- – because you're on a family rotation, we're, isn't we're it? On a, we're on a three-year family rotation. Three so, so you I did, did last, last year. year. Yeah. Okay. No, it's 2025. All right. So I'll do the next couple anyway. Yeah. And then 2025, though, I'm calling the show off and I'm, I'm rocking yeah. up to Greeno's place for Boxing yeah. Day. And we'll, be yeah, and we'll do the projector in the uh, garage yeah. with the, the sheets garage, and stuff. The boxing day will be done, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, this Boxing Day will be a little disappointing cricket-wise because I'm going to be playing fucking, you know, should, I don't know, who are we playing, West Indies or something? Uh, yeah. Pakistan or something, isn't it? Oh, Could God, be West Indies. God. I don't know. Whoever it is, it doesn't matter. It's cricket. I'd rather we'll play it. Afghanistan. They gave us a fucking run for our money, didn't they? <laughs> the well, Afghanis. The show came out and... Didn't didn't use his legs and scored another hundred. Is he going to be playing in the final or he's done? Yeah, last game. He played last night against South Africa. Oh, did he really? Yeah, uh, he's back. He just needed uh, one game, uh, one game rest to kind of recuperate, and he was all good. Just before we go, so when is the final? It's Sunday night, isn't it? Sunday night. Yeah, India will find a nice little doctored pitch they can use for that one. So um, yeah, we'd have to. It, in order to watch it, you'd have to go to bed at like five in the morning, wouldn't you, to finish watching? Oh yeah, it. three. I think three thirty. I think the game. Thirty. I don't think I'm going to make it. I'll, I'll, Not for a one day final. No. Well, it's a World Cup. I'll, I'll try to watch like the first innings. You know, maybe. Yeah, I think that's where I'll be at. Go watch go to bed at like midnight or something. You know, India's going to win the thing. It's kind of it's kind of disappointing, unfortunately. No, I don't. Um, th- I don't know if they will because we were having this discussion tonight. Um, you know about you know the cricket world cup and i said wouldn't it be so good to beat india in india in the world cup final and just fucking shatter them you know the whole country just fucking destroy them and like this is if you're not australian this gives you an insight into australian sporting mentality the way we approach sports right it's like wouldn't it be so good to ruin a whole fucking country's aspirations and dreams and just shit on them <laughs> like you know yeah it's, not, it's, not even up to yeah. it's just about anyone like i was i was cheering on the kiwis so hard yeah because i'm like wouldn't it be so good if they wear the whole tournament undefeated yeah. and then like kiwis knocked me out yeah. And then they did that bullshit where they fucking changed the pitch at the last bit. I'm like, oh, fuck you. So oh, what about see. what about how they were helping fucking, uh, what's his name with his cramps and stuff? I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Don't fucking help him. Just leave him there. Leave him there to writhe around in pain. Don't fucking help them. Came yeah, Maxie did it. Bite him on the ass. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just it would just be so good. I, I feel like we are a really red hot chance because I feel like the pressure the ch- there's a choke factor here, Greeno. There is a little bit of choke factor. Like we're talking, huge, yeah. Huge choke factor. A billion people. They haven't lost a game all tournament. They have dominated basically every game all tournament. But yeah. the other thing too is in a, in India, the Australians, like there's just as many people who think like half of the country thinks India is the best cricket team ever, but the other half of the country thinks Australia is there. Like there are a lot of Australian there are a lot of Indians who are fans of Australian cricket. Like, mm. I know that doesn't yeah, that doesn't make much sense, but trust me, it's a they, thing. Because no, they're just fans of the game. So, yes. like, we like watching good cricket players play. Like, That's right. South Africa in their peak, we love watching them play. Like, even though, like, they beat us sometimes, like, well, this is just good cricket. Like, yeah. You, gotta enjoy it, you, so. you, you just need to look at any cricket thread on Twitter and see how many Indians are in there going, yeah, this is why Australia is the best. Australia is the best. Australia is the best. We we love Australia. Like blah 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 blah. So there is a mindset in India that they can't beat us when it matters. Like they, that thing, it's bubbling under the surface. Like 
Australia's too hard. Like Australia is too good. They they believe it deep down in their fucking soul. So there's a big chance, like on the night, that they might fucking choke. Like the World Cup final where we beat Pakistan by like a fucking. You remember when we bowled them out for like yeah. 120 yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. it was? Because yeah. everyone thought Pakistan was going to win. They had Wazi Makram and Wakai Yunus and all the best batsmen, and you know they had. They should have won that game, but they fucking choked. And there's a there's a mm-hmm. thing going where India might just do the exact same thing. So I'll be watching as much as I can before I crash out. Hey, look, it might be over in four hours if it goes the way I'm thinking. It could be a monumental fucking choke from India. I don't know, but I feel like there's a there's a chance that it is. Do you know the odds on the game by the chance? Yeah, uh, Australia's paying two ninety six. Two ninety six is good India value. India buck forty. Yeah, two ninety six is solid value. I think. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. They get up three to one. The, uh, Oh, in a head-to-head battle, yeah, it's it's crazy money. Oh. Uh, two to one in head-to-head battles, two crazy to one. Money. Yeah, two to one is a head-to-head battle. If if let's say India opens the batting, right? Let's say Mitchell Stark comes out there and does his Mitchell Stark thing and gets well, like, a, let's say he gets like two wickets. Yesterday. Well, let's yeah. say let's say he gets two wickets in his first four overs. They will fucking crumble. <laughs> they will yeah. crumble under the pressure. I'm telling you. Um, it, we've got nothing to lose. It's all the pressure is on them. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like we were, we got seven hundred World Cups under our belt already. Where it's a home country, ever expecting India to win. Mm-hmm. And that's right. Uh, they're under, they're undefeated. We've lost a bunch. It reminds me. It reminds me of that uh, football World Cup where Germany played Brazil in. Uh, I think it was, yeah, it was the final. I think it was the World Cup final where Germany. I can't remember the year. So Germany played Brazil and like, you know, Brazilian Neymar was talking about how God spoke to him and because it was in Brazil, right? And yep. it was, he was like, God spoke to me and, and said, I need to do this for the country and stuff. And they were so invested. Germany was up like 5-0 at halftime. Like they fucking, they did the German thing and they fucking destroyed Brazil. Yep. And the coach, this is the story that came out the coach actually said to the team, take it easy on them because you are, you are like, you're breaking their, the country's hearts. Like you're <laughs> like, don't be so good. Basically told them to ease up because you are fucking, you're murdering yeah, yeah. souls out there. There were people Greeno in the crowd after 20 minutes. Cause Germany was like three or four nil up after 20 minutes. Yeah. They fucking destroyed them. There were people like crying uncontrollably because they had this idea in their head that they, Brazil was just going to win. Like it was meant to be. And then, you know, the Germans came in and said, I do not think so. You know, this should not, you know, we should not play this way. And then then they came in and fucking raped them, like in front of their whole country, you know. And they said to them at halftime, look, take it easy on them, okay? It's it's not their fault. You know, people were crying. It was tears crying. I feel like there's a big chance that that could happen on Sunday night. So stay tuned. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, All we'll right. find out next week and Fuck we'll yeah. recap. Yeah, absolutely. See you guys then. Bye-bye. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters and pals. 
We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but a bosom buddy will sit down and tell 